listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, another week. Another post game pod, another post game show, and what better way to do it? Last time we did a post game show, we had a game against Philly, knocked them down. A game against Milwaukee tonight, knocked them down. Houston Rockets beat the Milwaukee Bucks 97 to 92, outscoring them 23 to 13 in the fourth quarter. Another comeback, another dub. The Rockets are them a bunch of hungry mother effers that just refuse to die against playoff contenders gm we are living the dream tonight we are coming off the wheels of possibly the worst loss of the season to come back against another signature w this rockets team seems to only show up and show out when it's against championship contenders tonight gm eight and 18 rockets beat milwaukee tell the people how we feeling tonight? The Rockets have me swinging emotionally like I'm probably watching a suspenseful movie. And it, it tonight is that night of where the Rockets came to play and they decided like, hey man, we're going to come out. We're going to play hard. I mean, okay, first of all, let's let us let us rewind it back a little bit. Um, let's give a moment to Coach Silas. Uh, his father, Paul Silas, had passed away today. Um, you know, we sent our condolences prayers over, too, uh, as well. over to the Silas family. Um, he was the coach of, I believe, LeBron James' very first year in Cleveland. I might be wrong about that, but I'm I'll not 100% you, but certain. I'm... But Paul Silas is a coach. I mean, he coached the Bobcats. He coached He coached many teams around the league. He was a, practically a staple. I believe he coached Patrick Ewing in Georgetown in the 80s as well. I'm not 100% certain, but Paul Silas is a very well respected man in the league and you know it's unfortunate uh for coach silas and the rest of the silas family but the rockets came out to play today and the rockets played not just for themselves but they played for their coach and they won for their coach yeah Um, i thought it was quite a performance and i love it because you know the Rockets always tend to play up to their opponents, but I hate it because they play down to their opponents as well. So this is one of those nights where the Rockets decided we're gonna we're gonna be up there, we're gonna play hard, and we're gonna try to win. And they got it, you know. Uh, the Jalen Green game, the Jabari Smith defensive impact game. We got the best of both worlds tonight, and we can see the impact that both of those guys make on both ends of the court. I and you were correct. Uh, Paul Silas coached the Cleveland Cavaliers from 2003 to 2005. I just fact-checked that. So he did coach LeBron in his rookie year. And, uh, yeah, all the condolences uh, to the Silas family, to Paul, obviously, for just, you know, just being raising a, a very stand-up son and, and, and Stephen Silas. Never a bad word about Stephen Silas as a, as a person. Um, just a, a huge impact in the NBA was Paul Silas, so, you know, we want to just give our flowers and all our love to the Silas family. Just echo the same sentiments as the GM, uh, first and foremost. So, yeah, good good point uh, in regards to that GM. Yeah, and, and just this this game was just so impactful in so many facets and so many different ways. Obviously, that they're playing with a bigger chip on their shoulder tonight because you're playing for your coach. Your coach wasn't going to be here tonight, so... You know, it was up to John Lucas to kind of right the ship and kind of get them going. You know, not even just the fact that they were 
playing for Coach Silas, but like I said earlier, they were nipping at the heels of coming off the fir- the their worst loss of the season, mm-hmm. like by far. Like it was a very embarrassing loss against the San Antonio Spurs. But coming off of that to going against the second seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that was ten games over five hundred, former NBA champions just two years ago, they're gonna be in that again. They're gonna be there when the when it's game time in April and May, they'll be there. And it's just the the fact that this Rockets team can just continually just, you know, pound it out and continually just do well against these good teams and knowing that they can compete. And, and it's it's the thing that you love about this team. And it's also something that you also really dislike about this team is because they can show out against these games where they just do supremely well and they 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 scratch, fight, claw, and they're finally turning a corner in terms of playing these good teams because all these 50-50 games last year were all L's and they could never get wins. And even early on the season, a lot of games were close and they weren't able to get you know any dubs here. But tonight, they were able to get dubs against possibly a team that can win it all this year. And then fun fact, GM, that I alluded to, to him earlier because I told him about a cool stat line, but the Rockets... Uh, Four out of their last five wins have come against playoff contenders or players or teams with championship aspirations. So four out of the last five wins have been against uh, playoff contenders: the Phoenix Suns, the Atlanta Hawks, the um, the Philadelphia 76ers, and now the Milwaukee Bucks. The fifth team that we beat was OKC Thunder, who's the 13th seed currently, but they were four out of the five were against playoff contenders so i think that's pretty cool that fact that we can actually hang with some of the best teams in the nba not even just you know hang with them but actually beat them so the fact that you know we're on win number eight and four out of the last five and four out of the eight which has basically been half of our wins of the season total have been against playoff contenders how do you feel here after hearing that little stat line that little nugget I was thinking about it, honestly. I was thinking about because, you know, I thought about that we had beat the Sixers, we had beaten the Hawks, and we had beaten the, uh, today, the Bucks. But I didn't realize about the Suns. I completely forgot about that. That was when I was in Mexico. But, you know, to say that says a lot about the team, but to lose the way we lost against the Spurs says a lot about this team as well. It goes both ways. Um, I'm very happy that the Rockets do pick it up against these teams, and it shows that they do have the ability to play up to this level and if they can just find ways to motivate themselves to play the cellar dwellers as well then hey man that's where a team that is built on progression and confidence and building up the right culture that's where it starts and with all that being said like it's a very impressive stat line and the Rockets last season would not have done this. So the fact that it's happening this year shows a lot about what we have. But the difference in in that roster makeup is one player, Jabari Smith Jr., man, swapping out for Christian Wood. That is the big difference here. And, you know, and <laughs> what can we say, dude? Like, you know, like Jabari Smith this? Jr., like, like, like I don't want to, I'm not going to dig too deep into the stat line, but Jabari Smith shot one and nine from the field. Oh, four about, from three. It, it's not about the stats. Exactly. But, you know, he was a plus 13 on the floor. He had three steals and a block. Like, he had the highest plus minus. And that's because of his defense on Giannis. And I don't have to speak up for him more than, you know, your commish will. Oh, I Because am, I'm telling you that oh, I'm going your in. commish is going to do a scathing Ric Flair-like promo Wait, for the haters. Oh, Ric Flair-like? Okay. For the haters. I, I can do that. No, you can do Macho, Hulk Hogan. No, you can do I, The I, Rock. You can do anybody. But, you know, the first person that came to mind is Ric Flair because, you know, he's just that guy. Rick. But, you know, what I'm saying is that let's just let let's let the commish do his thing, actually. You know what? Yeah. Let me let me let me willingly <laughs> bow out here. Let me, willi- let me willingly bow out here because I was marking out watching Jabari tonight, but no one was cheering louder than the commish here for his son, our number three overall pick and your top rookie in the NBA. Jabari Smith Jr. Okay. Hey, if, do this with a with a promo. So okay, hang on. I need to get into the moment. Hang on. Give me a second. Let me let me let me let me let me get some color on my face. Let me get some blood so I can do this promo properly. <clears throat> now I say with a 
tear in my eye. This is one of the greatest moments ever this season tonight. My son, Jabari Smith Jr., absolutely, positively, unequivocally locked down the former MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, down to 16.7 of 17 shooting, 2 of 6 from the free throw line. He had 18 rebounds, but he did not lock in the biggest board of the game. No, he did not. Who locked it in? My son, Jabari Smith Jr. And this is for all the haters because you know I've listened to every single one of y'all. Y'all have all said that just like you have always thought about that Paolo Bancaro was the number one overall pick that you all wanted. Paolo's bus, what is it called? Pa Paolo's boat or whatever you guys wanted to call it. You guys can captain that and you can captain that all the way to Orlando Island because we are in Houston and we are H-Town living and H-Town strong and you cannot spell out S-T-R-O-N-G without J-A-B-A-R-I-S-M-I-T-H-J. R. Jabari Smith Jr., pure, unequivocal passion, hustle. No one can touch him. And I'm telling you right now, he has more passion and hustle in his pinky than Paolo Bancaro has in his entire mother effing body. Jabari Smith is him. I have the notes, I have the receipts. And you can call me back on this episode 138 you can call me back on this episode and know that i will forever stand on the nips and heels of this moment to let you know that jabari smith is not just the number three overall pick he's not just number three in houston no he is number one the best defensive talent in the last 10 years to come out of this draft class Number three in the record books of draft picks. My son is number one in my heart. That's for all the haters. <laughs> God, you sound like a proud and angry it turned, it father. It went from like a Ric Flair promo to like a beautiful TGIF. As we're watching Boy Meets World right now, it's like a you, beautiful you, TGIF moment. <laughs> you decided like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, a bit more PG. I had realm. to, I, you know, I, I was talking smack, I was talking smack, but I, I think all of that aside, all the jokes aside, uh, the, the stat line was true and I wasn't lying about that stat line that Giannis has, and GM, you can, let me know if I'm wrong, but I just remember Giannis always killing us, Giannis yep. killing us every, During the hard ever years, since, absolutely. Yes, ever since Giannis has like, you know, gone full you know, Greek, Greek god mode, He's become just a force that no one could guard. Trevor Reza would try and fail. P.J. Tucker would try and fail. There's been nobody that could go toe-to-toe -to -toe in a Rocket uniform. And the fact that you have someone like a Jabari Smith who wasn't really, who wasn't just ready to take on the challenge, not ready to just hit the expectations, but exceed expectations and meet him head-on, you know, with a full head of steam. Giannis, with a full head of steam, is quite possibly the toughest player in, in NBA history to stop outside of maybe a LeBron James. With a full head of steam, Giannis is a monster. Like, he is a cheat code. And the fact yeah, that... Almost, yeah, I would say. The Absolutely. fact that Jabari's gone head-to-head -head with him, mm. every, like, every possession, he did not give up a possession. He did not... He did not, um, you know, like, yield a possession at all to Giannis. He just made him work extra hard. And Giannis had 18 rebounds, and it's great, and another double-double. But the 16 points is what really stood out to Super me. telling. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it just it says a lot about the defense that Jabari Smith played on him. And let's give credit to the other guys as well on the pick-and-rolls. Like, we saw K uh, KPJ break up a lot of alleys The two, tonight. The two yeah. biggest alleys to Giannis and KP actually, you know, he, he had defensive stops on both. And granted... Giannis is a seven foot monster. The passes like Grayson Allen through a horrible alley oop. It should yeah, have been be better. Fair, to be fair, but but KP yeah. was able to break it up and stop there. Right. Yeah. You the ti the timing is there, and it, you know, like to be able to get there at that type of timing says a lot about KPJ's uh, attention to detail. But the thing about it is, like, when you think about it, with especially sixteen points, seventeen rebounds, like 
that's a low in terms of his production. No, 16 points, 18 rebounds. Excuse me, guys. It's the 16 Don't points me. that The 16 points out. is huge. And, and I mean, I saw, I saw him attempt a few shots. He missed some key free throws. He was two of six from the free throw line tonight. So it just, Giannis seemed a bit off of rhythm. And the main contribution to that is Jabari Smith Jr. Like, hands down, his defense tonight may have been the best defense we have seen on Giannis Antetokounmpo. This year, I would say. Well, he's quite possible. Fun fact: he's actually averaging thirty-two and eleven this season. Giannis. Okay, so the so Jabari Smith essentially held him to half of his points per game this year. Jabari really took took to the challenge, and you could see it tonight. Like the man had a different look in his eye tonight, and he was motivated. He was angry. He knew that tonight was a kind of night where it's like, let me put a stamp and let the world know who I truly am. And what I can bring to the table in terms of defense. He didn't shoot very well tonight, but we're going to let that slide because a lot of his effort was put onto the defensive end. And who were the who were the guys that carried him? You know, offensively, we had Jalen Green, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. This tonight is the Jalen Green game. This is the game that shows the world that Jalen Green is him. Jalen Green is the man. He is the guy that closes. He shuts it down. Um, it's what I've wanted. It's, it's, this, what, this what we've all wanted, oh, and you know, God. essentially, you know, it took some time to see Kevin Porter Jr. concede a little bit in terms of handling the ball type of duties and uh, conceding some possessions in terms of allowing Jalen to be that guy. And tonight we saw that. You know, there is a possession where KPJ uh, at the end of the game where he drove to the bucket. He drew a foul. He got two shots. But dude, like. Overall, Jalen, unbelievable tonight. See, after a few games of struggling shooting percentage-wise, he shot 12-21 tonight. Three of six from the from the three-point line. He had seven rebounds and three assists. Granted, he didn't get as many assists tonight as, he, as he's been typically getting. But 30 points, the way he got it, he made it look effortless. It looked easy. The few of these threes he hit in rhythm. Some of these layups. That one was it on Connaughton or Brooke Lopez, where he, you know, he kind of like Brooke hung Lopez, in the yeah. air, hung in the air. Unbelievable stuff. He looked so patient. He was establishing things and making it happen on the offensive end for the Rockets, and it was. This is the kind of performance that we've been needing and wanting from Jalen, and <laughs> I mean, you know, like. And we got to see KJ Martin close ahead of Eric Gordon tonight, right? Was that- Rock, Rockets Twitter is doing backflips tonight because of the fact that it's been it was K, yeah it was KJ Martin in the closing minutes. Yeah, so I mean that says a lot about how um, John Lucas saw it and what he was running, and he saw what he wanted. He said he he knew what he wanted to see in terms of how it was going to work in his favor uh, with KJ Martin out there, and I thought it was. Great. I loved it. Um, I thought it was just amazing. Amazing stuff, if yeah. I'm going to be completely transparent. Yeah. So Jalen Green, for me, and what I've really been wanting to see from him is just put his stamp on the game from an offensive standpoint. Like, I wanted this season, like, the signature game. Like, a game where you know you'll get from Harden. You know you'll get it from Kobe. A game where you'll know you'll get it from Michael from LeBron, from Steph, like, these games where you you don't win. Like, you obviously don't win without the defense of Jabari on Giannis, but, like, that was, like, more or less like a complimentary role. You want Jalen to really spearhead that offense and be the reason why we win the game in clutch offensive moments. And when he was taken to the task, Jalen was hit every crucial possession he hit a crucial shot in every possession. Pretty much anytime the ball had touched his hands late in the fourth quarter, he had a clutch three. He had the the muscle layup. He hit. Uh, well, he only hit one of two free throws. Well, I mean that was it another. Was, yeah. He hit two of two in and and yeah, he had two two in another yeah throw, an earlier so. free throw possession. That's but what I was like, I think well, that's that well that one was only reason like we only got up three because of that. So they could still could have tied the game. But like bottom line, like Jalen Green was able to make a significant impact on the offensive end in the clutch, a Jalen Green signature game against one of the best teams in the NBA. 
I mean, there's nothing that I can harp in more. And and you know what I'm starting to know? I'm starting to see this, man. And 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 I, man, I'm not trying to propaganda push by any means. I'm, and I'm going to apologize ahead of time. He's a liar. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. But I think iron sharpens iron, man. And, and, and you're starting to see Jalen and Jabari like really rub off on each other. Like you're starting to really see it. Like you, they're like Jalen is more passionate now than I've ever seen in his entire career. Granted, he's just in year two, but I think Jabari just kind of like being that passioned player is like bringing out that passion in Jalen, mm-hmm. and in turn, Jalen is also maybe like not directly, but encouraging Jabari to want to play harder on the offensive end set tighter screens play better offensively like it really is getting to that point and Jalen is getting better defensively now because of it you are getting to a point now where it's like iron is starting to sharpen iron and you're starting to really see that and it's just a beautiful thing to see because of the fact that these are two of the top picks from the last two years you want them to succeed and you want them to do well and you want them to play well together because they're going to be the cornerstone of this team for the next decade maybe like for the rest of this decade possibly for the Rockets so there's nothing that means more to me than that and I think Jalen just performed in every facet of the game just beautifully there wasn't anything better that I could call it we wanted the Jalen Green signature game we absolutely got the Jalen Green signature game and and people you know they get mad at me when I say this and, and I tweet it and I'll post it on our Instagram and I get flack for it but I'm really, it's Mamba light, man. It's Mamba light when I see from Jalen. Now, granted, the the handles aren't as tight as Kobe's uh, as of this moment. The jump shot isn't as clean as Kobe's. It's going to get there, though. It's It's going to get there. And I don't think people, like, people tend to forget that Kobe's shot wasn't the most beautiful shot in the world, and neither was Michael's. (laughs) Like, year two, their shots were still a little wonky. Jalen Green's shot is still not perfect. But it's going to get cleaner. It's going to get better. It's going to get there. Jalen's obviously not afraid of the moment. He's not afraid to do it. He just needs to. That's what I love. He's not afraid. Yeah, but like, it seemed like he demanded the ball more. And I think that's what I want to see more from Jalen. I I know he he wants to like be nice and like let KP kind of run the show because he's the point guard. But like in clutch moments, I want Jalen to demand that. Be like, hey man, this is my team. This is my moment. I'm the best offensive player on this damn court, damned whoever's on the other side, and mm-hmm. I'm going to prove it. Yep. And that's exactly what he did tonight. Another Jalen Green signature. Absolutely fantastic stuff. And you actually harpened upon this, GM, and I think that we also need to talk about this because it's also very important. You know, let's let's go away from Jalen and Jabari, but who else in your mind from what we saw tonight, who else made a significant impact in this win? Um. There are quite a few possessions where uh, KJ Martin was around 10 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Another solid game from him, even though he had, he was a minus eight from the floor. He had positive effects when he was out on the court. Um, Bruno Fernando played very well, 4.6 rebounds. Um, there were a couple of possessions there where Kevin Porter Jr. was finding him on these lobs, man, and he was muscling it up out there. He was playing solid defense on Giannis when need when need be. Um, it was wonderful to see. I really enjoyed seeing those minutes. Um, Alp Shangun, man, eight points, eight rebounds, three assists. I mean, he didn't do as much as you would want, but he he did enough in terms of what was needed from this team. There may have been a few possessions where it was kind of like it was questionable, but the effort was there. He he was definitely trying, man, and I really liked the fact that um, Eric Gordon didn't finish the game. I'm glad John Lucas pulled him. With, he in played favor a good game too. Martin. Gordon actually played a good game. I want to give Gordy his game, flowers yeah. tonight. I mean, he was one of five from three. That's that's I. No, it wasn't perfect, but mm. you could tell that Gordy was actually like not saying that he doesn't try. But you could tell he was playing with a little bit more of a pep in his step, which was great. Which is always great to see from a, a 34-year-old well, veteran. I'll, I'll say this, though. The shocking part of this of the stats for tonight where the Rockets won this game by five points. They made only six three-pointers the Huge. whole game. Think about that. Huge. Jabari Smith hit no threes. KPJ hit no threes. You know, it was practically Jalen Green carrying those. He hit half of those by himself. 
three of the six threes were from him. And think about it like that. Um, I remember for many years, Milwaukee has had the top, one of the top defensive three-point shooting teams. Like they defend the three-point line very well. And we saw it here a few times. Remember one of the possessions, Kenny, where I was like, I really wanted Jabari to take the three, but who closed out on him? Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he closed out fairly quickly. Yeah, it's it's the fear factor. It's the respect of what occurs when he's out on the floor. So when it comes down to that, like to me, it just the way the league is now, the Rockets can beat the Milwaukee Bucks. The number two seed in the Eastern Conference with only six three-pointers. That is not just a testament to this team's toughness. It's a testament to their defense. It's a testament to their discipline tonight. This game meant so much to them to win, to beat a top team again, and to win for their coach who is not on the sideline tonight with them. Kudos to this team, man. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, no, unbelievable. Absolutely, and and you can't even use the excuse anymore of like the last game that we won. It was like okay, well, Maury's on the other side, Harden's on the other side. You know, the, it, it was personal. Like this game was personal for Coach Silas, obviously, and that family, and and our team wanting to win for him and win for that family. But like at the end of the day, it was still like you know business as usual take care of business and they actually did take care of business with nothing super personal other than you know obviously the, the importance of the side of the silas family mm-hmm. and getting the win for silas obviously but the fact that they actually took care of business without like you know that extra you know you're not playing against harden or anything like that like yeah you're playing against Giannis. jabari took the, you could tell jabari took that matchup personally like you could tell like straight out of the gate he took that matchup personally and and i love it because uh, Milwaukee truthers or NBA truthers are going to come out of the woodwork and say, well, Middleton was injured. Middleton got an ankle sprain, so that's why that the Rockets got the win. No, no excuses. You still had Drew Holiday. You still had Giannis Antetokounmpo. You still had most of the starters that were still in the game. Everyone else was healthy. The Rockets are one of the, statistically speaking, one of the worst teams in the NBA. They will be that way by the end of the season. And It's true. And at the end of the day, they still lost against us, and we still beat them. It doesn't matter who was out or who got hurt, because he Middleton got hurt six minutes into the game, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, it didn't change the fact that we still got this win, a very important win, and the eighth win of the NBA season. GM, I do want to talk about this because this is, you know, we, we took an episode, we talked about positivity, and, and this is well-deserved, as we should. But I do want to talk about a little bit of just, I mean, I want to harp, harp on this just because it needs to be talked about. You know, someone who had virtually zero impact in this game who just really shocked me in terms of, like, not making really much any impact at all. Tari Eason, 13 Tari minutes. Eason, yeah. He had no points, a rebound. He was pretty much, like, he was really... Ineffective. Like, he got he blocked was very at effective. the rim by Brooke yeah. Lopez. Yeah. It was it was very ineffective. It was a very ineffective game. Probably his worst game of the season you know, typically when Tari Eason gets these types of moments when you're playing against a really good team, Tari Eason makes an impact to a degree, yeah. whether it be a, a minor impact or a major impact like he had against Philly. He had virtually no impact, like no impact this game, not a, no positives. Like those 13 minutes could have been used for somebody else. Like, and I hate to say that. It was um, just, it was an off game tonight. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not degrading him for saying that, you know, he's been horrible this whole... No, he's not. This is just an off game. And granted, next game, Tari's probably going to go off because that's what Tari is. Mm-hmm. He's a competitor. He's a goddamn dog. Mm-hmm. But tonight was one of these moments where Tari really got outplayed and really showed his colors as a rookie and just wasn't ready for that moment because when you have someone strong like a Brook Lopez and a Giannis on that front court, it can really get to you. Like, it can really get to you. Mm-hmm. And granted, y'all, and this is the major difference, and this is what a lot of people favored. I remember coming out of the draft, a lot of people favored Tari over Jabari. I get it. I yeah. get why. But this is the reason why Tari was 17 and Jabari was number three. Like, that's the bottom line here. Mm-hmm. That's the that's one of the reasons was kind of a reminder tonight of the discrepancies between these two players and where the impact lies between these two players. Like, Jabari can go head-to-head with quite possibly the best player in the NBA today in Giannis Antetokounmpo and someone like Atari Eason who made a very minute impact in tonight's game. What were your overall thoughts from the minutes that we did see from Tari? He only played 13 minutes. Um, At that point of the games, 
that point of the game, I didn't see much from him. I saw the block. He didn't seem very effective, but he was putting in the effort out there. I admire him for trying to go for that poster on Brook Lopez. That says a lot about who Everyone he is. Everyone was trying to go after post posters, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, like it shows a lot about the push, the desire, especially from him. He was struggling a little bit, but he was able to still, he still wanted to do that. And I respect it. I love it. Um, when you said like, oh, we, maybe we could have used minutes elsewhere. I'm not sure what you were meaning in that regard, but I wouldn't have it would have just pushed it. It would have just pushed it to put more Jabari minutes in there. That's pretty. No, oh, okay. Well, well, I get, I get, <laughs> I, get I get that. I get that. But Tari Eason has earned his time, whether he's struggling or not. He deserves those moments to do that. I mean, not sorry, not moments to to do that, but he deserves the moments to be able to um, play in that realm. So. I think it's a wonderful thing, man. Um, I'm all about it. It's okay that he didn't play so great. He's still a rookie. Um, even his mom was like, "She needs to. He needs to change that donut on the box score." But it's okay. I mean, just an off a, game tonight. It, it was. Definitely I'm not. An off I'm game. not. I by no means am, am condemning him for the season. No, no, no. no of course, just, not. I know, just, I know. just, just, just an off game tonight. That's yeah, all it, it comes to the territory, and it's all good. Uh, I'm not. I think that it is. Okay, he didn't have a great game, but not worried about it, man. Tar- like you said, Tari's going to come out strong the next game. He's probably going to drop like 20 points. That's typically how he operates. <laughs> yeah. And, it, it, and it's going to be against Phoenix on Tuesday, so it's going to be yeah, another yeah. chance yeah, against yeah. another playoff contender. Exactly. So defend home court, guys. Rockets got four in a row as well at home, so I know you mentioned that earlier, but defend home court because I think we get it. Yeah, I think the game is against Phoenix at home, so continue to defend home court because it seems like the Rockets just you know they 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 really turn it up here in in the center of Toyota like they just tend to do better in when the lights are bright brightest in Houston in on Polk Street the boys on Polk Street man are just they're killing they're killing the game right now in terms of you know these playoff contenders that are thinking that they can come in here come into our house and get easy wins and it's been that way the last two years roughly but you're not getting that this time around, man. And and I think it's such a testament to like this team, the culture that they're trying to build. I know that like we always talk about the negatives from this team because well one, we're media, so like we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. when this team's losing, we have to talk about it. Like like I said last episode, you can only you can only take episodes in like two different directions. You're either gonna talk about how you can help improve the team or you're gonna or you're gonna just talk about the positives, one or the other. So we just wanted to like, you know, give the flowers to this team because they just deserve it. And like we said, like we've we've dealt with so many L's. We were twenty and sixty-two last year. You know, we had a horrible record the year before that. And like these wins, man, these these feel good. I feel like we haven't gotten these types of dubs since I don't know, like we had we had like really great wins in the Russell Westbrook era, like the one year with Russell Westbrook, which is cool, but like I don't know, man, these wins feel good. There's just something there's something that feels and maybe you know I'm harpening back to what Craig Ackerman said there's this attachment now to these players so these wins just feel just so much more important I feel like we haven't gotten any of these wins in in the last three years like the the last time I got this feeling when we got a win was when Chris Paul was a rocket like that's the last time I felt like this it's like it, it almost makes me emotional thinking about it and it and I think it's becoming a part of the fact that we're starting to to have an attachment to these players, these guys, and seeing them really grow right before our eyes. So I just think that that's really cool that we get the opportunity to see that and appreciate that. And the fact that it was against the Bucks, man. The fact that it was against Giannis. I can't, I can't, I can't, man. Because Bucks just the Bucks just own us. They've owned us for years, even since the Harden era. Yeah. Like, they've yeah, owned they, us they, for always years. Owned us. And this is kind of how it's always been. It's insane. And to think about it, we find. Oh, my gosh, guys. Say it with me. Say it loud and proud. We finally have a Giannis stopper on the Rockets. Wow. Yeah, when you think about it like that, a it's, Giannis it's a Giannis stopper. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's one a game, crazy. but it's a Giannis stopper. I'm calling it. I don't know. I like it. I like it. I'm Ziana. I I just wanted, you know, I wanted it. I'm going to continue to give my boys. You're going to do you're you're, <laughs> you're you're 
You're you're just 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 push, I'm, I'm, just push that agenda. I'm in dreamland right push now, that bro. Agenda, I'm in dreamland. You know what? I'm I'm gonna enjoy this. We're gonna enjoy tonight, and we're gonna have just an absolute blast because the rest of the week's gonna be fun. You know, let's move on. Let's move on with our just our last segment tonight. Um, you know, finish with this this post game pod on a very high note. But you know, the Rockets need to continue to defend home court. The games the rest of the week we got phoenix at home on tuesday we got miami at home on thursday by the way shout out to jabari smith bobblehead night i will be there to pick up my bobblehead will i stay the whole night for the game i don't know we'll see but i will be there to get my bobblehead and i got a guaranteed voucher for my bobblehead so i will not have to wait in line like the other three thousand schmoes i am i am papa smith i will be getting my son's bobblehead and I will, and I have that voucher to get the bobblehead. It's guaranteed, so I will be there for that. Uh, we have that Thursday game at home against the Miami Heat, and then we're following up with a Saturday game against the Trailblazers. As GM, we uh, got a got a good little stretch of games here. You got well, the rest of this week you got three games, and you're looking at a one, two, three, four, five, six. Six game homestand plus this past game, so a seven game homestand. Yep. For the rest of this. Uh, next uh, week or two what are you looking forward to the most in regards to like this next week here seven games i don't think we're gonna go seven and oh i would love for us to go seven and oh that during this homestand uh but definitely not happening no definitely not happening happening. um i'm just looking forward to seeing them play hard uh i know that they're gonna play motivated again against phoenix uh but we also know this time that devin booker will be motivated against houston uh there's gonna be a lot more trash talk there's gonna be a lot more angst from both sides so we'll see how it goes i'm not sure portland game will be good and then miami the miami game will be good as well it'll be a celebration of jabari smith finally gets the first bobblehead of his career it's gonna be awesome very happy for him Um, but yeah i mean the games this week will be good i'm very excited i'm hoping that the team can play motivated for all of these games i don't want to see another game that like but they played against San Antonio Spurs. I mean, the Heat are 12-15 and 15 this year. Who knows? Will the Rockets play down because, you know, the Miami Heat aren't playing well? Should we see a blowout? I don't know. I don't want to. But it's certainly a possibility with how the team plays. Against the against the Blazers, who knows? Didn't we lose to the Blazers already this year, I think, in, in Portland? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, I do know that we did beat them in the two home games in Portland last year, I believe. We beat them both times, but... I don't, I don't even remember. Well, from the games that I'm looking at right now, so the way that the Rockets have been trending this season, I'm going to say we get a W against Phoenix. We're going to take a W against... Uh-huh. Heat are 12 and 15, so I don't know. Are the Rockets going to see like them as possible playoff contenders? If they look at them across across the court and see playoff contenders, then they should win. I mean, they, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, so. if they look about that way, that should be a win. Portland... They're kill- they're having a good season, so they should. They're the sixth seed, the fourteen and twelve. Rockets see playoff contender, so they should go three and zero. And then you got a home game against the Spurs. I fully expect them to take the L there because it God. seems to be anytime we go against a terrible team. Yeah, we play unless they're unless it's Paolo Bancaro and the Orlando Magic. We tend to uh, not play the best, but I expect that to be an L against Bancaro. No, no, against the Spurs, and then oh, sorry, I, we sorry, should sorry. beat Bancaro in the Magic. Uh, I hope so. Um, that would be nice. That would be nice, and then they, and when we end the home stand against uh, the Dallas Mavericks, depends if Luca plays or not. Obviously, um, but it just seems like I'm telling you all right now, this team fears no other team in the NBA. I love that. Like and that's this like the best team part about fears them. no one. Twenty nine teams, they don't give a crap. They they're so young and dumb that they just don't know better, and I love it. Like these these guys don't care who's ahead. You, you they looked across the court this game. They saw Giannis, one of the best players on the planet for the last four years. They looked across the court last game that they won here in Toyota and saw the freaking greatest offensive player in this entire generation in James Harden, possibly one of the best big man in this era, and Joel Embiid. And they did not give a flying F. They saw Trey Young. They saw the one of the best backcourts in the NBA. They saw Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. 
they did not give zero flying Fs. <laughs> they saw Devin Booker, a man who's dropped 70 points in an NBA game, one of the greatest snipers in today's NBA and one of the best scorers in today's NBA. They gave no flying Fs. This team fears nobody. That's insane. Even dating back to like towards the end of last year when they took LeBron head on. Like, I am so excited for a Jabari Smith and LeBron matchup. Like, inject that game in my veins ASAP. Like, I want to see Jabari against LeBron. I want to see Jalen against Luka. I want to see KP go against some of the best backcourts in the NBA. I want to see that. It seems like these guys do not care who's in front of them. Mm-hmm. They do not care what their record is. They, This Rockets team has a goldfish memory from the looks of it. Because if they lost against the Spurs, they should have lost tonight. Mm-hmm. But this team has the memory of a goddamn goldfish, dude. It's what we always harpen on when you play basketball. You miss 10 shots. You keep effing shooting. You have to have the memory of a goldfish and move on from that. And this team did exactly that. GM... How does that feel for the first time in years since the Harden era, knowing that we have a Rockets team that you can actually be proud of and have a Rockets team that can actually say, we're not scared of the other 29 teams that are in front of us, especially playoff contenders? I mean, they call that ignorance is bliss. That's pretty much Young it. and stupid. The Rockets, Young as, and as some stupid. of the guys from Paula would say, the, the wherewithal levels that these guys <laughs> have are zero. And I think it's a good way of not having that because they're ignorant, and they don't know. Their expectations are kind of just like, we're just rolling with the punches, man. Maybe we can win. Who knows? Like, they're not going to, they're not coming in here with a certain type of expectation. Their expectation is to win every game. Yes, that's true. But it just means that they're coming in with that kind of like that dumbed down attitude where it's like, we can win. We can win. You know, and I love it. Um, they're not afraid of anybody. And like you stated, that I think that's probably one of the best parts of their um, personalities is that they're not afraid. They all go toe-to-toe with the best players in the league. Like, who, 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 there was a team that they almost beat earlier this year that was, like, you know, where they were really, really close with. I mean, the Warriors, like... Well, they almost beat the Warriors. Yeah, they almost they, beat the Warriors at they home. Beat the Warriors. They were yep. so close to beating them. And, you know, it was... Went toe-to-toe with the Raptors. Yep. In, uh, in Toronto. The number one seed of during our watch party, uh, the Pelicans. They played hard against the Pelicans. It, it's um, not, it, it was a close game. It was a close yeah. game throughout, but the thirteen they, point they, deficit was not the game. Yeah, the thirteen point loss wasn't that was the story the of the game. Yep. They probably lost that in the last six minutes of the game. They were right there within the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. Um but overall the team plays well against teams, against these good teams. Yeah, let me let me clarify that. Sorry. Um, if you guys if you guys saw my article from the post Spurs game, I wrote a very scathing article. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes I feel terrible about when I write these emotional post game uh, articles, but sometimes you just gotta let the emotions out. You know, it helps you feel better. Um, nobody, not everybody, may agree with my feelings or what I am writing. But I always appreciate people that do read it. And that's the whole point of everybody using their own platform to speak. Uh, people can tweet whatever the hell they want on Twitter. And people agree. There Or people disagree. There are people that argue all the time. I'm not going to name names on Rocket's Twitter. But my goodness, there are people that just tweet angrily every time. when it co- And, and they, all they do is just... They go out, people. They go out of their way to argue. Zero wherewithal. They have they go, zero. It blows my mind. Like they search out these people to attack them, and then if something bad happens it, that goes away from their agenda, they're quiet on the timeline. That's just this just how it is. And that's and, the funny thing too, because like I won't, I will happily always talk about Jabari when he does well. But imagine how many you times so acknowledge him when he doesn't play. I, when I, guys check the receipts on this podcast, I will you go back. I will I openly say when he plays bad, I'm gonna check him on it. Like absolutely, like I'm not afraid to say if that Jabari sucked that night. He's yeah, he sucked that night. That's not who he is <laughs> as a player. But you know what there I mean? Go. Like no, and that's the thing. Like 
that's the that's the problem like a lot of people just love being angry <laughs> like I've, yeah there, i've come to lot. that conclusion it, i'm just like a little ridiculous. you just love misery yeah. and misery just loves company at this point like and if you want to just continually be negative if you're negative now you're going to be negative when the rockets start winning yeah i feel like there's like certain people who just will yeah. never find peace no and they're just mad about everything they won't. They whether they're winning or losing people just want to be mad they thrive on anger so if you want anger yeah if you want sheer anger you're not listening I'm, to I'm the just right gonna, show i'm just gonna do what michael jordan said hey you have a problem get some help <laughs> you know just stuff like that right like that's just how i feel personally i'm not trying to attack anyone personal or um it's we're, just we're just saying what we see yeah just basically just observations yeah That's it's it merely it's not just observations but it's also just facts mm-hmm. and, and and it's unfortunate and we're not talking about the totality of the rockets fan base nor we're talking about the totality of rockets twitter but a lot of them have been coming out more of the woodwork lately and, it, and it's such a shame too because this team in the, is better than the team has been the last three years yeah which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. because during this process of like actually seeing the culture grow you'd think that the tide would be turning in terms of the fan base actually thinking of more positive things to say but like we said people love bad news people love that what was the thing in the 70s that you know what was the thing that people started talking about you know gore and deaths and and that's what that's what the quote-unquote pumps the numbers Right when things aren't going well, and you have to just get negativity out there. Negativity is only built to last for the short run. This show, this Rockets team, our fuck it, I will say it. Our media company is built for the effing long run. Our team, our podcast, this Rockets team, we are built for the long run, and we will be here every step of the way to give you the wins the losses and everything in between so you can listen gladly listen to all the other rockets podcasts out there because they're all great they're all good and we support each other but we are going to give it to you straight we're going to give it to you on how it is and more importantly we are going to be built for the long run because when other teams and other situations fade out, we will continually be pumping out shows and episodes no matter what. Whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, whether it's a lottery team or a championship team. We will continually pump the content out mm-hmm. no matter what. So, on that note, let's go ahead and end our episode. Right here, GM. Once again, another win, another post game episode fresh off the heels of a vanessa episode and uh you know getting getting a guest on was pretty cool you think we should do that again yeah we should probably do something like that yeah cool cool I mean, we can you make know. a few phone calls yeah get somebody we'll, we'll on def- we'll definitely get someone on okay can you think of anybody have, in particular though um i have a, a, a name in mind you have a name in mind i have a name in mind. is it the same person i'm thinking probably the same person you're thinking um but you know we'll let the we'll let the people find out taj mori <laughs> you think he's a rockets fan kenny's watching smart guy I wasn't thinking of smart guy. I just, the first name that popped in my head was Taj Mori. Touche. Um, a Rockets fan. We're definitely thinking of the same name. Okay. I'm fairly certain. Uh, you know, I'm taking about Mo Sizlak. Ted Theodore Logan. Just kidding. Bill S. Preston Esquire. There you go. Andy Brink Brinker. Uh, yeah, that, that's Johnny definitely a guess Tsunami. I would want, for sure. Um, but yeah. Secret World of Alex Mack. <laughs> no. Keenan and Kel. Let's go home here. We, Ken. No, are we still. Let, let, no, we're go not going to do it. We're let's not gonna, go home here. Quince, all five members of the Quince family. Susie Q. I love the Pink Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember who the other there. opposite people are probably like who the, the opposite hell is that? lead was, and we just lost ten listeners. <laughs> we were like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not ready to hear this Disney banter. This ain't it, man." The family of Up, Up and Away, because I cannot remember their dang names. Dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the Well, Alex Thompson from Alley Cat Strike. What was the other guy's name? Oh god. Who was the Who um, was the perfect player? The last guy from Alley Cat Strike? Yeah. His last <sighs> name was Thompson. I don't remember his name. Shoot. <laughs> I'm in bowling club? Okay, yeah. yeah. Alright, before we get out of two way and before we lose all of our listeners, yeah. let's go ahead and go home here and wrap it up. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, before we go home, um, I just want to give a, a special shout out to our boys over at Shots and Thoughts podcast. They've been doing some killer work over there. 
Um, shout out to them. They kill it all the time. And uh, thank you guys for they always shouting shots. us out. They, they, what they do is they take shots of alcohol, play games, learn facts about whatever is spoken about that day, and they use a D20 from Dungeons and Dragons I don't know to play their little mini games. I know Dragons, nothing but it either, fun. but it, it it's, it's fun. a great podcast. Those are good people over there. So if you ever want to hear banter of just fun stuff going down, give them a shout, uh, listen to them um, over on Twitter at SNT pod, I believe is their um, Twitter. So definitely give them, give them a, give them a listen guys. You want some fun shenanigans. Those are great people. They got great taste in music, sports and alcohol. Give them a shot. So anyways, follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow our podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram where Kenny always pulling these banger reels on Instagram at Summit, State of Mind, underscore P-O-D. Follow the media company, the fam, at Apollo NBA, at Apollo H-O-U. Be on the lookout. I will have a post-game article for you guys tomorrow morning, written by yours truly. Ready? Excited to put that out there. Let's bring some positivity to the timeline, everybody. Woo! I think we need positivity. We absolutely need positivity at this point. For absolutely, this, 100%. For this team, so... Good stuff, GM. And I also want to give, uh, yeah, just echo the sentiments of himself as well. Uh, just shout-outs to, you know, Apollo, to our media company. Um, if you're a Texans fan, God bless you if you're a Texans fan. Listen to Apollo Texans. Um, listen, Oh, the Off the Gridiron podcast, which is their which is their setup. Uh, great podcast by Noah and Lil Bro Taylor. Um, I shouldn't even have to give them, but I'm going to give it to them just because they're just the dopest dudes just dudes being dudes and that's beyond the diamond uh just continue supporting them listen to them beyond the diamond killing it des uh brian lalema and uh josh of course producer josh killing it and doing work over there as well um yeah big shouts to them and and shouts to all the other rockets content creators that are continually kill the game uh just continuing to do work um just continuing to push the positive propaganda the good propaganda the good propaganda that you need in your life don't need all that negativity and if you want negativity you know exactly where you need to go to find it but you won't find too much here we'll give it to you straight no chaser whatsoever and we'll give it to you how it is so once again rockets beat the milwaukee bucks 97 and 92 this concludes the post game pod and at the end of this episode as we end every episode let's go apollo let's go summit And of course, let's go Rockets! The Summit for for, 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 for Life.